the depth of the past when myths mingled with reality and the supernatural reigned over the imagination. There existed a breed of creatures that haunted the nightmares of humanity. Born in the dark recess of folklore, these immortal beings fascinated and terrified in equal measure. Their existence, a tantalizing enigma that stirred the imagination of generations. Welcome to another episode of The Phantom Files. I'm your host, Frost. And today we will be exploring the lore of the legendary vampire. The concept of vampires, beings that sustain their undead existence by consuming the life essence of the living, typically blood, has been a part of folklore in many cultures worldwide. However, the vampire as we know it today largely stems from early 18th century southeastern Europe, when verbal traditions of many ethnic groups of the region were recorded and published. In these tales, vampires were depicted as revenants of evil beings, suicide victims, or witches, but they could also be created by a malevolent spirit possessing a corpse or by being bitten by a vampire itself. Their appearance varied widely, some described as bloated and dark, others gaunt and pale. In ancient Mesopotamia, one of the world's earliest civilizations, there were several demonic entities that were somewhat vampiric. The Ikimo, a type of spirit or wind that would suck the life form from a person. The myth of Lilith, a demonic figure in Jewish folklore, believed to be a night demon, seductress, and a child killer. Some consider her as one of the earliest vampiric figures. In ancient Greece, the myth of the Lamia shares similarities with the modern vampire myth. Lamia was a beautiful queen who became a child-eating demon. In some stories, she was said to suck the blood of young men. A clear example from Greek mythology is the tale of Ambrosio, who was cursed by the gods to have skin that would burn in the sunlight and was given immortality by drinking the blood of a goddess. Fast forward to the Middle Ages in Europe, and we come across tales of the undead rising from their graves, spreading plague and feasting on the blood of the living. These tales were often associated with diseases that caused blood loss, such as tuberculosis, which was known as consumption, adding a real-world horror to these myths. In Eastern Europe, where much of the modern vampire myth originates, there are many creatures and folklore 
that could be considered precursors to the modern vampire. These include Slavic creatures like the Oper and Strigoi in Romanian folklore and Nosferatu in Western folklore. It was during the 18th century, in Eastern Europe in particular, that the myth of the vampire began to take the shape we're more familiar with today. Many cases of alleged vampire attacks swept through the towns, leading to mass hysteria, vampire hunts, and public stakings. These incidents were well documented, with reports even reaching the newspapers of the time. The term vampire itself entered the English language in the early 18th century during an influx of vampire superstition into Western Europe from areas where vampire legends were frequent, such as the Balkans and Eastern Europe. The vampire myth was further solidified in the 19th century through literature with Jean Polidori's 1819 novella, The Vampire, which introduced the charismatic and sophisticated vampire, a figure that contrasted with the monstrous creature of folklore. This was the archetype that Bram Stoker seized upon when he penned his iconic novel, Dracula, in 1897. The character Count Dracula is perhaps the most famous vampire, a timeless symbol of horror and seduction. Stoker's Dracula drew inspiration from a mix of historical figures such as Vlad the Impaler and local Transylvanian folklore. Vlad III, also known as Vlad the Impaler or Vlad Dracula, was a ruler of Wallachia, a region adjacent to Transylvania in the 15th century. While he was not a vampire himself, his brutal methods of ruling, including impaling his enemies, earned him a fearsome reputation. The history of Transylvania dates back to ancient times, with various tribes and kingdoms occupying the region over the centuries. It was part of the Roman Empire in the 2nd century AD and later came under the control of the Hungarian kingdom. In the 16th century, Transylvania became independent under the rule of various Hungarian noble families. Some stories and legends surrounding Vlad the Impaler may have contributed to the vampire lore associated with Transylvania. Bram Stoker's novel depicted Count Dracula as a vampire residing in a castle in Transylvania. The character of Dracula has since become one of the most iconic figures in horror literature and has been portrayed in numerous films making Transylvania synonymous with vampires in popular culture. As we enter the 20th century, vampires firmly cemented themselves in pop culture, largely thanks to their portrayal in film and television. The 1922 silent film, Nosferatu, was an unauthorized adaptation of Stoker's Dracula. The vampire, Count Orlok, is portrayed as a grotesque, rat-like creature returning to the monstrous depiction of vampires. 
Then came 1931's Dracula, with Bela Lugosi's seductive portrayal of the Count, which has shaped and influenced the image of the vampires ever since. Lugosi's Dracula was suave, sophisticated, and alluring, a far cry from the monstrous depiction of Count Orlok. Television also played its part in popularizing the vampire myth, from the campy fun of the 1960s, Dark Shadows, to the teen angst of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the 90s, and the romanticism of True Blood and the Vampire Diaries in the early 20th century. Vampires have proven to be incredibly adaptable creatures, changing with the times to reflect our deepest fears and desires. The 21st century saw a resurgence of vampires in literature, notably with Stephanie Meyer's Twilight series. These books and the subsequent films brought the vampire myth to a new generation. Although some traditionalists criticize the depiction of vampires that sparkle in the sunlight rather than burning to a crisp. Despite the criticism, the Twilight series underscores the enduring appeal of vampire stories that they can be molded to fit any narrative from horror to romance, from satire to drama. The vampire remains a versatile figure, embodying themes of immortality, lust, and the loss of one's soul. Scholars and experts had combed through ancient texts, delving deep into history's forgotten corners to unravel the truth. They had pieced together fragments of legends and folklore, unearthing a tapestry of tales that spanned centuries. Through meticulous research, it became clear that the origins of vampires were steeped in both myth and reality. The stories of cursed souls and bloodthirsty demons merged with historical accounts of diseases and superstitions, giving rise to the vampire archetype that had captivated imaginations for centuries. From the ancient deities of Mesopotamia to the charismatic creatures of modern-day cinema, vampires have evolved with us reflecting our changing world and the fears that come with it. They serve as a dark mirror, a reflection of our own mortality and our fascination with the taboo. But as long as the allure of immortality persists, as long as the fear of the unknown lingers, the myth of the vampire will endure. And who knows, perhaps in the shadows of the night, the vampires are watching, waiting, ready to step forth into our stories once more. That's it for this episode of The Phantom Files. I hope you enjoyed our journey into the world of vampires. Till next time, stay curious, stay vigilant. And as always, stay enchanted by the mysteries of the world.
you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Your feedback helps us continue to bring these stories from the shadowy corners of history into the light. And if you're interested in learning more about vampires or any other creatures or just want to say hi, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm on Twitter at phantom underscore file. I'd love to hear from you. And with that, we conclude our Halloween podcast series where we've explored the spooky, the supernatural, and the mysterious. I hope you enjoy delving into the realms of haunted houses, vampires and werewolves, and everything that goes bump in the night. As we conclude the season of Halloween, I want to take a moment to wish each and every one of you Happy Halloween. Whether you're dressing up in costumes, carving pumpkins, or simply indulging in some creepy tales, I hope your Halloween is filled with laughter, thrills, and unforgettable memories. And if you're looking for more Halloween-themed content, don't forget to check our previous episodes. Thank you once again for joining me on this incredible Halloween podcast journey, and we'll definitely cover more mysterious tales in the future, because that's what this podcast is all about. Until our paths cross again, I'm your host Ross, signing off.